0: Good morning. Welcome to worship at Church of the Palms. It's so nice to see you all. Uh, I have a couple of announcements for us this morning. So it has been seven months since we resumed in-person worship at Church of the Palms. And it's been so really touching to see the ways, despite you know people feeling all over the map in terms of how they feel about uh, COVID and, and responses to it, but the ways that we have shown respect for one another and that people have worked hard to um, do what they they could to keep one another safe and well. Following the guidance offered by the CDC in their announcement on May 13th that they believe it to be relatively safe for fully vaccinated people to gather without masks, both indoors and outdoors, as of this Sunday, masks are optional at Church of the Palms, which I see lots of faces, so I think that the word got out there. Um, This applies to both worship and other activities on our campus. For those who are not vaccinated, um, have not had the opportunity to do so, we still strongly encourage you to wear a mask for your own health, because we care about you. Um, And um, I have a couple of new members that I, we are welcoming actually six new members who met with Pastor Lori and are joining our church, and two of them are here. So I'm going to embarrass them and ask them to stand up and wave hello. Lee and Carrie Layton are here. Welcome to Church of the Palms. Welcome to our church family. We're so happy you are here. Um, we are blessed by your um, joining the church and welcome. And um, if you are interested in hearing more about membership at the church, just reach out to Pastor Lori and she can tell you a little bit Uh, more about how we think about membership and what membership means and um, explore whether that might be good for you. Um, As we continue then our announcements on June 13th, we are going to make a joyful noise. We continue in our plans to resume singing in this service, which I I know we're counting days, all of us. Um, Justin, I'm sure most of all. Um, And we also will resume fellowship under the oak tree. So there won't be food yet, but we'll have coffee, which is like the Presbyterian love language of coffee, and juice and water so that we can gather with one another. There's an opportunity to be vaccinated here on our campus this Wednesday, May 26th. uh, Walgreens is hosting a clinic Uh, that's open to the to the public from 10 to 1 here in the campus center so if you have not been vaccinated or you know someone who has not had the opportunity it will be here in the campus center there is a new Connect available today. So Connect is a quarterly magazine we put together, and uh, it's, so it's just chock full of wonderful pictures, sort of looking back. Um, also has interesting articles, exciting plans for the summer. So encourage you to pick one up uh, as you leave the service today, or if you prefer to read online, it's available in the footer on the website. Some specific events coming up this week include Trivia Night, Wednesday night at 6 p.m. in the Palm Center. You do need to RSVP to Susan Neisler by this Tuesday if you intend to come. Um, so you can work out your brain. And I've been told by Susan, who I trust implicitly, that it's a very healthy, friendly competition. It is, um, and it doesn't get too, no one storms away from the table like some people's houses, right? Um, a week from today we're hosting a blood drive here on our campus i know that um suncoast blood bank is really in desperate need if that's something that you do that you're able to do they're here 8 30 to 12:30 next sunday um, with the blood mobile so there's a blood drive finally a new gentle grace yoga class will begin on friday june 4th we've had yoga for some time now but this is a new uh, time and day, and a new instructor, certified holy yoga instructor Laura, will begin that class on June 4th. Finally, uh, today is Pentecost Sunday, and I'm pleased to share a brief video of a conversation that Pastor Steve had with Rabbi Kahn, who is uh, the rabbi at one of our sister congregations, Temple Sinai. As we are exploring the, the gift of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, we got curious about how it might be connected to the gift of shalom. And so Pastor Steve had an opportunity to speak to Rabbi Kahn and to hear from her what her understanding of shalom
1: is. Shalom, at its at its core in modern Hebrew, it means, it means hello, it means goodbye, and it means peace. And really, peace is the essential word. Shalom is also one of the many names for God uh, that we have. Every Hebrew word has a root and is therefore connected to different other words. And the root for Shalom, Shin Lamed Mem, is really about um, wholeness and completeness the different ways you play with these these roots um, they mean different things and so we're told that shalom is a peace that is between two parties coming together and shalem is a wholeness um, that has transcended separate identities Um, and we ask for great peace and for small bits of peace and it's it's in our liturgy it's all over
2: um, are there different perspectives that people have or the traditions have on the meaning of Shalom or how they delve into you know, unpacking that for themselves? and for Yes. The world?
1: For example, the mystical traditions of Judaism talk a lot about different letters. The Shin, uh, which is the first letter, is this three-part letter. It has three tops. And our, our rabbis tell us that that represents the fact that Every issue and every person and everything you'll ever encounter in your life has two extremes, and it's your goal to find the middle and to find the balance. Then the lamid is the only print letter, the next letter that goes up above the rest of the letters. It's supposed to teach us that if you have true peace, you can transcend physical limitation. And finally, the Mem, the final Mem, It looks a little like a square there. You can see it's almost like a fortified box. If you have inner peace, if you have true shalom, then you can withstand um, almost anything that can be thrown your way.
2: I think so many think that peace is simply the absence of conflict. And shalom is a very different reality, right? That's
1: right. But so My understanding is that the English word peace comes from a root word that means quiet, whereas in Judaism, shalom, meaning completeness or wholeness, that's a very different understanding of peace. It's not just about the absence of conflict, it's about, it's about feeling Um, fully, fully present, fully alive in your heart, mind, body, soul. You know, when we pray for healing for people, we pray for refuah shlema, this, this, it's not just a peaceful healing, but a complete, complete healing.
2: Well, as Sarah mentioned, today is Pentecost Sunday, and we've been learning a little bit about Shalom, and we also are going to be learning about this great story of Pentecost in which the good news was preached in the tongues of all those who were there, a diverse group of people who spoke in many tongues were able to hear the gospel uh, in their own tongue. So today we are represented by those of many tongues who are going to share together the Apostles' Creed as our call to worship this morning. We can begin.
1: Ich glaube an Gott,
3: den Vater, den Allmächtigen. Tenchi no Credo
2: in Jesu Christo. My
3: name
2: is the Signore. Who was conceived by the Holy Ghost.
1: Maria, Selin, Gaiin.
4: Peanut under Pontius Pilatus.
2: Was crucified, dead and buried.
1: Yomini kudari. third
4: day, he was born the death Übstigen till Himmelen.
2: Ersitzte rechten Gottes des Allmächtigen Vater.
5: Die Judicare, Wo
4: shansin Sennlin.
3: Seinaru
2: koudou no kjokai.
4: Die herligas Samfund.
2: Vergebung der Sünden. La della Carne. And the life everlasting. Amen. 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 Let us continue our
4: worship. All right, please stand. Blessed be your name, and that, that is plentiful. These dreams of the dance floor, listen be your name. Blessed be your name when I'm found it in the desert place. Though I walk through the wilderness, bless it be your name. Every blessing you pour out, out, turn back to me. be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be Your name when the sun is shining down on me, when the world is all as it should be. Blessed be Your name. Blessed be. On the road marked with suffering, though there's pain in the offering, there's a bee in the rain. Blessing you pour out. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be His glorious name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be His name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be His name. Give and take. Give and take away You give and take away My heart will choose to say No, they it be your name Oh, you give and take away You give and take away My heart will choose to no, no, say No, bless it Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be His glorious name. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be His. Was blind, but now I see was grace that taught my heart to fear And grace my fears beat me How precious did that grace appear first my chains are gone I've been set free my God my Savior has ransomed me and like a club his mercy Hope secure. He will my shield and portion. As long as light endures, my chains are gone. I've been saved.
2: be seated. Good to have you all here today. My name is Steve McConnell. I'm Lori Haas' assistant, and I am delighted to see your faces. Yay. Hallelujah. And grateful to that we're making our journey and uh, wanting to respect everybody's choices as we do so and grateful that we can be together we have uh, opportunity for you to respond to God's amazing grace by your generosity and we have all ways in which you can do that not only uh, in person by depositing your offering in the baskets over on the tables, or you can do electronically in the ways that are outlined uh, either on your screen or on our screens here. So we encourage you to do that as well. I'd like to invite our mic runners to come forward. And um, are, are you both new to Church of the Palms? Or are, are nice, you, you. nice to see you. Yeah, it's nice to First, see time. You. Yes. First time. First time. Welcome. Would you like to introduce yourselves, and would you like to say what your relationship is to Church of the Palms, or to a particular staff member at Church of the Palms?
5: Um, My name is Sophie. I'm Lori Haas' youngest daughter. I'm starting my senior year at the University of Florida in the fall. Excellent. I am Hallie. I'm her middle daughter, and I just graduated from UF
1: College of Medicine and am moving to Charlotte.
4: (laughs)
2: Dr. Hallie, oh, I love that sound.
1: Tally forever. <laughs>
2: okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wonderful. Well, this is the time where we receive your prayer requests. Anything that you'd like us to be thinking about or praying about, whether it's a joy or a concern, that you'd like for us to be in mind and in heart around this uh, coming week. Any? Yes. Way back there, Leslie.
5: I am thankful that my senior daughter is getting to go to graduation, and had a prom this year, so.
2: Yay! That's good news, great, nice, nice. Anybody else? Yes, Marion.
3: I'd
0: like continued prayers for Grant Schaffler. He's making progress, um, and he's going to be going to rehab soon, but it's gonna be a long haul.
2: Okay, we've been praying. Yep. Okay, we'll continue to pray. Yes, back here.
3: I think we need to remember all the people in the Middle East.
2: Yeah. Yep. Middle East continues to be a place of conflict and nobody seems to figure out what that's what the solutions are. Yes, Dennis? uh i'd like some prayers for a friend of ours who recently lost his wife after a long bout with leukemia uh okay he's they were married for over 50 years so oh wow he's gonna miss her alone okay great Absolutely. great family sure any other joys or concerns Okay, well, let us be in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks for your amazing grace and how sweet the sound that saved broken people like us. We're grateful that we can be together and to know that even in the midst of the broken world and the broken souls that we have, that your grace pours through us and that through us your light can shine in the world. We thank you, O Lord, that you are dwelling in the midst of all those for whom we're praying, all the concerns that have been lifted, all the joys that we experience, and each of them brings its own reflection of your grace. And we ask, O Lord, that we may find the means by which to be responsive to the world, that even in the midst of a broken world, we can bring your light and your grace. Help us to receive your Holy Spirit, that your Spirit may move us into the world, that through your world and through your Spirit, we can see the evidences of all of your goodness. So, Lord, we are thankful, and we pray that you will always remind us of your presence each and every moment of each and every day. For we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Know of that grace for each of our lives as we seek to be about God's efforts to love the world. Amen.
5: Good morning. The scripture passage comes from the second chapter of the Acts of Apostles, beginning at verse 1. And before I start, my name is Rachel Mallett, and I'm a rising senior at Holy Cross. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven, heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to the Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, and in our own languages we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. This is the word of the Lord.
3: I don't need that. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Now you see why I had her read the scripture passages. She had to do all those hard words. Thank you so much. And I knew Rachel could do it. Let us pray. Almighty God, your word is a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. With the power of the Holy Spirit, may these words show us the way to go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have you ever received a gift you didn't really want? If so, you probably smiled and said thank you, just like your parents taught you. I remember a gift from my senior year in high school. It was the last year that my mom and I would be together before I went off to college. My brother, who is four years older, had been the first of our family to go to college, and I was set to follow Well, in December, I found a cream-colored corduroy blazer in a cute little store that we really never got to shop in. With a spritz of Love's Baby Soft Perfume, I could just imagine how cool I would be in that blazer. I'm not sure if I'd ever even worn a blazer before, but I knew that this one had the power to change my life. Well, there were not a lot of gifts at Christmas or on birthdays, but you could always count on one good one. And I had done the hard work for my mom. I found the perfect gift. So on Christmas Eve, I strategically opened all of the smaller presents, leaving the box with the blazer in it for last. I carefully unwrapped that precious box, barely containing my excitement. I took off the lid, I peered inside my heart sank. This wasn't my blazer. This was a backpack. A backpack. Seeing the disappointment on my face, my mom gently said, Oh, honey, I know you're going to be needing a good backpack for college. Not the gift I wanted, the gift I needed. Which brings me to the gift of the Holy Spirit on that Pentecost. In Acts 1, the risen Jesus spoke to the apostles, ordering them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. Jesus said, John baptized with water, but you, you will be baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So they don't get to know exactly when, but Jesus told them they will receive power when the Holy Spirit is upon them. Power. Now that sounds like a good gift. With power, we can stand up for the oppressed. Heck, we can stand up for ourselves. The movers and shakers have power, the winners have power. With power, we can have agency and control over our lives. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Well, the Holy Spirit came, all right. It came barreling in like a freight train. You know what else sounds like a freight train? a tornado. A tornado has power, but it's unpredictable. Ripping through houses like they were made from a deck of cards. The spirit comes tearing in with the sound like the rush of a violent wind. And then she sets your head on fire. Thankfully, it's like the burning bush that doesn't burn up. But you have to admit, if you're in a little room and all of your friends have flames shooting out of their heads... This may not be the gift that you want, but wait, it gets worse. Suddenly, the apostles were speaking in languages they had no way of knowing. Remember, these Galileans are humble fishermen and tax collectors. They were not educated. They were not bilingual like our friends who read the Apostles' Creed this morning. And this sounds sounds like a great story because thousands of people became Christians that day. But the message for us from God may not be a gift we want to open. The gift, it seems, is that the grace, mercy, and love of Jesus Christ is for everyone. I know. I know it sounds nice. And it looks easy on paper. But lived out in community, it's hard. And it's messy. I wish... We could all just stay huddled in this beautiful worship space together and sing nice songs and pray for the unfortunate and for those who irritate us and for those who think differently than us and smell differently than us and talk differently than us. Henry Nouwen wrote, Community is the place where the person you least want to live with always lives. It's like the kid named Teddy Stollard. He was the kind of kid no one invited to their birthday parties. He slouched in his chair, and he looked bored most of the time. He only spoke when called upon. He never dressed right. He had smelly clothes. He was a rather unattractive little boy. You may have had a Teddy Stollard in your school. Whenever his teacher would mark Teddy's papers, she got an unhealthy pleasure out of marking the wrong answers. She would put an F at the top of his paper with a little flair. She might have known better because she knew Teddy's history. First grade, Teddy is a good boy and shows promise but has a poor home life. Second grade, Teddy is quiet and withdrawn. His mother is terminally ill. Third grade, Teddy is falling behind. His mother died last year. His father is uninvolved. Fourth grade, Teddy is hopelessly backward. His father has moved away. Teddy's living with an aunt. He is deeply troubled. Well, Christmas came, and all the children brought presents to school. They were all carefully wrapped except for Teddy's, which was covered in brown paper and simply marked For Miss Thompson, From Teddy." The teacher opened each gift, one by one, for the class to admire. When she opened Teddy's, it was a rhinestone bracelet with most of the rhinestones gone, and a bottle of perfume that was mostly gone. The other children started to laugh, but Miss Thompson caught herself. Snapping on the bracelet, she said, "'Isn't this lovely, class? And doesn't this perfume smell so nice?' At the end of the class, Teddy approached her shyly and whispered, I'm glad you liked my gifts, Miss Thompson. All day you smelled like my mother, and her bracelet looks nice on you too. Not the gift Miss Thompson wanted, the gift she needed. I started to wonder if the gift from the Holy Spirit is ultimately the gift of shalom, I so appreciate Rabbi Kahn's comments on the Shalom video that we got to see. I read that Shalom appears in the Bible 237 times, and of course it means peace. But as Rabbi Kahn mentioned, it is also translated as well-being, health, and completeness. In Israel, Shalom is a greeting and a farewell When greeted by shalom, it's a form of hopeful blessing that you are filled with God's perfect peace and well-being. I believe the Spirit is always about that kind of business. Pastor and theologian Oshita Moore explains shalom as the breadth, depth, climate, and smell of the kingdom of God. She writes, we, through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, catch glimpses of shalom, and we pull our friends to stand in our line of vision so that they too can see the beauty of the kingdom. Yes, and Pentecost teaches us that shalom is not just for me and my friends who look and think and act just like me. Honestly, we often act like a bunch of animals, only wanting our type in our club. The herd of cows all speak in the same dialect of moo. The gaggle of geese honk in harmony. The dazzle of zebras bray together. But shalom isn't for the animal kingdom. Shalom is for all humanity. Shalom is connectional. It begins with a recognition that we are all children of God, creating in the image and the likeness of God. Shalom is relational, wherein my peace cannot be achieved if others are denied what makes them whole. What impacts you impacts me. Shalom is communal, the yearning to attach and connect to love and be loved, that is the fiercest longing of our soul. Our need for community with people and the God who made us is to the human spirit what food and air and water are for the human body. What the Spirit shows us on Pentecost and continues to show us today is that something that blows the roof and the doors off of our little church and sets our heads on fire... First, did you notice that the Holy Spirit came when they were all together? Jesus promises to show up when two or more of us are gathered in his name. And second, the gift of the Spirit that is given to each of the disciples is meant for those out there, just like the fruit of the Spirit, right? It's not for our edification. It's to be given away for the benefit of others. It seems like one mark of the Holy Spirit's gifting is that it empowers us to connect to others. Not the way we usually think of power, is it? I don't know about you, but I'm not sure I really want that gift all the time. Truth be told, I would rather stay in my sweet little tight-knit flock. To connect with others can make me feel uncomfortable and uneasy, and I wonder if you sometimes feel the same way. Perhaps it would help us all to know that our God delights in diversity. To take it a step further, I believe God is glorified in diversity. I think Eddie Hillesom, who died in Auschwitz at the age of 29, said it best in her diaries. She wrote, I love people so terribly much because in every human being, I love something of you, God. She continued, Ultimately, we have just one moral duty, to reclaim large areas of peace in ourselves, more and more peace, and then to reflect it to others. And the more peace there is, the more peace there will be in our troubled world. The story of Pentecost helps us understand how God sees human diversity as one of God's greatest gifts to the world. At Pentecost, God, through the Spirit, does not erase our differences, but embraces the fact that God made us all so wonderfully different. Through the gift of the Spirit, we begin to see how to value each other the way God values each one of us. There's a story about a man who wandered into a small antique shop in San Francisco that was mostly cluttered with knickknacks and junk. On the floor, however, the man noticed what looked like an ancient Chinese vase. On closer inspection, it turned out to be a priceless relic from the Ming Dynasty whose value is beyond calculating. It was worth more than everything else in the store put together. The owner clearly had no idea of the value of this possession because he was using it as a food bowl for his cat. The man saw an opportunity for the deal of a lifetime. He cleverly strategized a method to obtain the vase for a fraction of its worth, and he said to the owner, that's an extraordinary cat you have. How much would you sell her for? The owner said, "'Oh, the cat's really not for sale. She just keeps the store free of mice.'" The man pleaded, "'I really must have her. Tell you what, I'll give you $100 for her.'" The owner laughed and said, "'She's not really worth it, but if you want her that badly, she's yours.'" The man could barely contain his excitement, and he pulled it together and nonchalantly said, "'Say, I need something to feed the cat with as well.'" Let me throw in another $10, say, for the bowl that the cat is eating out of. The owner replied, Oh, no, I could never do that. You see, the saucer is actually an ancient Chinese vase from the Ming dynasty. It is my prized possession, whose worth is beyond calculation. Funny thing, though, since I've had it, I've sold 17 cats. (laughs) The ability to assign value is one of the rarest and most precious gifts in the world. People who live deeply in community learn to discern and express the value of other human beings. They are masters of expressing love in both word and deed. They assign high worth, value, and importance to others by viewing them all as priceless gifts. Each person is made in God's image, worth the life of God's son, God's prized possession, whose value is beyond calculation. You know that backpack my mom gave me? It was the best gift ever. I used it all four years at Montana State University with deep gratitude. And I still had it when my mom came to watch me get my college degree. And Teddy Stollard? Well, after he left the classroom that day, Ms. Thompson put her head down on her desk and cried. She asked God to forgive her. She prayed that God would help her to see what he sees when she looks at a motherless boy. When the children came back to school the next day, Ms. Thompson was a new teacher, She tutored the children who needed extra help, Teddy most of all. By the end of the year, he had caught up with most of his classmates and was ahead of some. After that, she didn't hear from him for a long time. Then one day, she received a note. Dear Miss Thompson, I wanted you to be the first to know that I am graduating from high school and I'm second in my class. Love, Teddy Stollard. Four years later came another note. Dear Miss Thompson, I wanted you to be the first to know I am graduating first in my class. The university has not been easy, but I liked it. Love, Teddy Stollard. Four years later, another note. Dear Miss Thompson, I wanted you to be the first to know that as of today, I am Theodore J. Stollard, M.D. How about that? I want you to come sit where my mother would have sat because you're the nearest thing to family that I've ever had. Love, Teddy Stollard. It's risky business to be open to the Spirit. It takes our regular coming together. It takes courage to pray, Come, Holy Spirit, come. We may not get the gift we want, but we will get the gift we need. Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Move among us, empower us, strengthen us, encourage us, Lord, to be the people that you call us to be, together May we reflect your amazing love in a world that so desperately needs it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
4: George. Time is in his hands. Beginning, Beginning and the end. end. Beginning, Beginning and, and the end. end. The God, every in one. Find the Spirit, with Son, the Lion and the Lamb. The Lion and the Lamb. How great is our God Sing with me How great is our God And all will see. How great How great is our God Name above all names Name above all names the same happy
3: friends are now with the power of the holy spirit <sighs> may the beauty of god be reflected in your eyes the love of god reflected in your hands the wisdom of god reflected in your words and the knowledge of god flow through your hearts so that all might see and believe, and all God's children said, Amen.